39 here on a cold, cold January 2nd. Uh, you know, cold for us anyway. <laughs> not not cold for like Illinois and Massachusetts standards, but cold enough for us. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. Happy New Year, if you weren't with us yesterday. Uh, Chip Simmons is the Escambia County Sheriff. Always joins us on a Tuesday after we haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Good to talk to you again, Sheriff. Welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Uh, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I, had, I enjoyed the football yesterday, so I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm in a pretty good mood this morning. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, that I don't really see an awful lot of, and this is good, this is good, I don't see a lot of, you know, big, terrible crimes. The one I did see, North Escambia had a report about a guy in Molino who allegedly attacked his girlfriend with a sword and a hammer on Christmas Eve. Um, aggravated battery, deadly weapon, strangulation, domestic violence related I just, you know, you bring somebody over for Christmas, and uh, and then he threatens your life. I mean, this is the boyfriend comes over for Christmas, and uh, allegedly, uh, and and worse. This is this is stuff you and I talk about all the time. Is domestic stuff is just so hard to predict, right? Uh, yeah, this is not, you know, this is not your hallmark, you know, Christmas type type scenario. There, no, this is a situation where, as you said, a, a boyfriend's invited over to hopefully spend some time during the holidays ends up escalating into a, a fight and, and weapons for use. And we do. We talk about it you know, quite a bit that there are uh, still a number of times where, or too many times, where uh, domestic violations or, or domestic uh, situations escalate and end up, you know, sometimes uh, people get harmed by it. Yeah, it's just terrible stuff to hear. But other than that, I didn't see anything that was – you know, particularly noteworthy over the last week or two, especially with the, you know, Christmas weekend and then New Year's weekend. Did you have anything that I'm missing? You know, I just uh, took another look through my, my what the, we call our unusual reports, um, all the reports that our shift commanders and, and sergeants will let, let us know what's, what, what took place overnight, you know, while we were all sleeping. Um, and really, for the, for the long weekend, for like the two weeks um, in the past, we have had, uh, a relatively quiet weekend. In fact, it's been about as, as quiet as I can remember for a, uh, a New Year's Eve and then even before that for a Christmas Eve. So I guess that's good, right? I, I will take it. <laughs> never will complain. I will never complain about that. Uh, I know we're still now just in the relative infancy of the Shot Spotter program, but of course now with the uh, PPD having their three uh, miles, you have your three square miles. So we've got six square miles between the two. Um, and of course, I know you're working on the Real Time Crime Center as well. Um, how did ShotSpotter do uh, over this time, and particularly on New Year's Eve? How did it do? Uh, you know, they don't—they haven't given me the exact numbers, as I understand it. Though we have had, you know, we did have a couple, but but remember, um, these are just uh, indications that a shot has been fired, not necessarily that one has been fired in anger. Right. Um, and we do respond to every single one of them. Um, so our numbers are uh, two, since we've had it up probably in the dozens. Um, but but I think as I'm. Like I can recall, there's only one um, that was actually a, a shooting that we ended up making arrest out of. That's again, that's good. I, I I was really curious. The as I understand the technology, you correct me if I'm wrong. It can distinguish between not only between a gun and a firework, but even between different calibers of gun. Like it'll tell you, 
that sounds like a nine millimeter or that sounds like a seven six two and it will not misinterpret firecrackers or you know bottle rockets or any of that kind of stuff am i right about that yeah it's supposed to differentiate between rounds uh, calibers obviously let you know the number of shots and even the direction that the shot is going towards or, or from um but but it's supposed to distinguish between fireworks um you know car backfires and that sort of thing yeah but again I, it's technology so i you know i'm, I'm not going to say it was 100 percent do that uh, but we have noticed it um so far we have we found shell casings where it says that the gunshots have, um, you know, have, have been indicated for. That's great. I think that uh, the important part, again, if you remember, is that not just the shot spotter program, but the thing that I'm even more um, I'm looking forward to is the, the real-time crime center itself, the the incorporation of all the videos, that the video feeds that we can gather um, from, you know, government entities and then some voluntary um, business owners and, and even homeowners and then we, we incorporate the shot spotter with that, um, you know, and then we partnership with the city of Pensacola. So we, we should have a pretty good um, idea, a pretty good um, umbrella, if you will, ultimately of, of cameras on this, what we call our star network. Right. No, that's, that's fantastic when that rolls out. I've been meaning to ask, and I just, I don't know the answer. That's, I sometimes like to ask those kind of questions too. Um, when I'm in my neighborhood on New Year's Eve, I hear things happen outside and I usually just figure it's New Year's Eve and I'm not going to calling any of that stuff um there are times that i'm like well that kind of sounded i thought maybe more like a gunshot and that sounded more like a firework you're an expert in this area can you tell like if you're in your house or if you're out and about somewhere can do you feel like you know the difference between a firework and a, a bullet going off I, I i think i do i i will um i know that a lot of other law enforcement officers will probably tell you that if you hear something and, and you know and we're all together we all look at each other like and our first thing is, it's like everyone else would say, that sounds like a gunfire, or that's, you know, that's fireworks or a car backfire or something. Uh-huh. Now, I can tell you that sometimes from a distance, it may be hard to differentiate. Right. But I, I think that, that there is a difference. And sometimes it's it's the number of rounds. You know, if you obviously hear them all night, hopefully it's fireworks. If it's if you only hear, you know, one or two, and you're like, that seems a little bit odd. Or especially if it's um, during hunting season, and you live near <laughs> yeah. a wooded area, there may well be some shotgun, shotgun uh, blasts. Um, I, I think you, if you if you've heard enough of them, I think you can tell uh, typically tell a difference. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the pattern of the noise it can be as telling as the noise itself because you know if they're going off, you know what that is. But if it's dut 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 dut, dut yeah, I mean that's it, gunfire sounds different in, in in frequency if not in actual sound effect. One of the things I've uh, kind of heard lately is people are asking. It seems like we see more pursuits. It seems like we see more chases. Uh, with the Scambi County, is is that true? Is there, because I know you and I have talked about chase policy a lot, but is there anything going on in that regard? Well, I, I would say that there is. We have, um, I, I've given my ship lieutenant a little more authority to pursue stolen cars. In fact, when I was looking through my unusuals, the only thing I did see were about three, um, you know, pursuits. And one of them resulted in a, what we call a pit maneuver, or a situation where we get behind him and we spin him out a little bit. Um, and end up stopping, hopefully stopping the uh, the pursuit. So the three that I noticed, one of them uh, we used a pit maneuver, and the other two were canceled. So we're not saying that that we will pursue all stolen cars, uh, but but they're felonies, and we have learned that uh, what some of these people in our neighborhood and our community are doing is they're stealing cars and then they're hiding them for a while and then using them for drive-by shootings. And so I I quite frankly have, have gotten tired of that, and so I, I authorized our lieutenants to make that that call. 
in, in keeping in mind the you know the, the conditions, the time of day, the the road traffic, and just how how they're driving. I've also instructed them to try to end the chase as quickly as they can. So if they can pursue a car, they can also spin the car uh, and hopefully apprehend the people that are you know they're stealing cars um, with the thought that they may well be on their way to do a drive-by shooting. Okay, no, so th- this makes sense to me because historically what you've always said is that, you know, forcible felonies, uh, serious danger to people is justification to chase. Typically you don't unless that's the situation. But in this case, uh, as a pattern, you've seen that stolen cars are being used in those kinds of crimes. Therefore, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the precedent to the other thing. Let's catch them now before it gets to the other thing because the other thing is happening too often. Okay, I don't, that makes sense. I, I appreciate that. Hey, last thing, and, and this and, and is, here's the thing, and, and here's the thing too. It's not their car. They shouldn't be stealing someone's car. And um, you know, if you're concerned about us chasing you, you should be. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of an odd one, but um, California has just enacted a law that says that cops are prohibited from approaching the car and using the sort of standard line of, do you know why I pulled you over? They're actually required to tell the person, I pulled you over for speeding, or I pulled you over for your brake lights, or I pulled you over for reckless driving, or I, like they're, they're required to declare the infraction uh, to the driver of the car. Does ECSO have a standard on what you're supposed to say when you approach and is telling the driver the reason, is that part of it? Uh, it, it is part of it. It's what when our um, our deputies go through their field training, we're told when you stop a car, identify yourself, and then tell them why you stop them. I don't think that it's in our policy, and, and quite frankly, I'm I'm surprised that California, with all the concerns they have over there, that they're worried about you know that that initial um, setup to a traffic stop. Um, it's not a secret. I think that a deputy should tell them, hey, this is why I stopped you. You were speeding, or you ran that stop sign. Um, in what order, you know, whether they tell them that before they identify themselves, I, you know, as long as they tell them that, as long as they're professional, I, I can live with it. Okay. And I had, I just remember there was this great story Scott Collins, new city manager in Milton, had told when he came on. He was a former cop, and he remembers one time when he pulled a guy over for speeding like 80, and he said, Do you know why I pulled you over? And the guy said, Son, if you don't know why you pulled me over, I'm leaving. And he did. <laughs> and, and he said, all right, lesson learned. <laughs> I know what I need to tell people in the future. And uh, that was kind of, it was a funny story, but still it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, if you're going to pull somebody over and impede their their life for a minute, uh, you ought to maybe declare to them why you did it. Uh, sheriff Chip Simmons, he's the Scambi County Sheriff. Sir, thank you so much for the time as always and keeping us safe and, and honestly adjusting policy to fit the changing um, law enforcement needs of the community. I appreciate that, sir. We'll talk to you again next week.